0: Hey, good morning. Welcome to Kevin Elworth Unplugged, where we talk about leadership and all the things in between. I hope you're well. I hope the start to this year is just on point and exceptional and um, better than last year. Uh, I guess, you know, we can talk about success. Success is just better than you did yesterday. And no comparison, no looking at someone else's progress. Look at someone else's progress for ideas. But stay on point with your own element of success and compare your today with who you were yesterday. That is a true and appropriate measure of success. So, however that's starting out with you, whatever you're looking like, I pray that that is well. You know, when I compare myself to what I was yesterday, today is, um, as I'm recording this, today is January 25th. Um, I think you're gonna see this on January 30th. And uh, I was preparing to like, alter the course of every part of my life. At this point, last year, I submitted my resignation to my uh, primary, you know, career job on February second last year. And so we're right in that season of when I kind of pulled the trigger and executed the change of every part of my life. And so I remember a year ago, I was very fearful. I was very nervous. I was very kind of cycle analyzing everything that I was going through and all the decisions that I was about to fire or execute on. And um I was very nervous. In fact, there was a lot of moments that I was out on my back porch, you know, late into the January evenings, just kind of looking up at the stars and thinking, man, what the heck am I, what the heck am I about to do, right? And is this the right move to make? And is this whatever? And so, you know, when I compare my today with my yesterday or this year compared to last year. I have gone so far, my gosh, I've come so far in my trajectory and my pathway and all those things. And um, it, it is just amazing to see the the movement of, of, you know, development or who you're becoming and whatever. So I, I just want to encourage you with that. Compare your today with what you did yesterday and where you're at, and I think that's why the importance of leadership development is so impactful and pro- profound, because it necessitates um, a healthy reflection, reflection is comparison, and uh, a measure of excellence and quality. I, I'm, I'm going to talk about that in a couple of weeks here. I've been kind of noting like different podcasts I want to talk through, and um, let me see, where am I at here? I got... Seven or eight that I want that I have written down here that I want to go through over the next couple of weeks. But one of them is what I call the eight nine list. And if you've known me for very long, you've heard me talk through this eight nine list before. But it, it is, it is that, that, that quantifiable importance of um, who am I and what am I becoming and where am I going? And what am I doing? And all those things. And but today, for today, I want to talk about micromanaging. This is, this is a crucial. Uh, inflection spot when it comes to leadership development and and honestly the ones who are micromanaging don't really realize they're micromanaging or maybe they do I actually have had several leaders that I've worked with business owners actually tell me that I am a micromanager and and they say it in an in, in a way that kind of says hey take it or leave it and I think we can all recognize and understand that when it comes to personal growth and when it comes to leadership development, we have to understand that there are good and bad qualities of leadership that we have to kind of live and lead with an open hand and understand that for me to become better, I need to have an open mind about learning. And um, I know that there are seasons and situations instances where uh, micromanaging would be a benefit, but there are there are glaringly more negatives than benefits when it comes to micromanaging. Um, There are some kind of profound statements that you are making about yourself and your team when you take an approach or posture towards micromanaging. Recently, I just became certified to do DISC training, like process through a DISC profile and issue those kind of, um, I don't know, assessments, analysis, and then walk a client through what does that mean? What do you need to know about yourself? Um, I'm also seeking to become certified in the strength finders, you know, Clifton strength finders and and add that to my repertoire as well because they're both, you know, m- mutually beneficial and impactful on different angles and in different purposes. And honestly, I'm, I'm actually kind of trying to position myself to companies who are seeking to grow, knowing that if you can uh, have a potential hire, go through some kind of an analysis like that, you're going to be better off in the, in the long run. But one of the things that we kind of went through in the training spot was how to spot ke- characteristics or qualities of leadership that point towards this idea of micromanaging. And it was incredibly insightful for me to be able to reflect back or think through past, you know, team component instances that I was involved with and recognize the different caliber of leadership people that comprise this team. One of my thoughts was, man, if you could, you could literally identify or spell out the best kind of a team just by going through this, this disc profile and identifying, you know, I I need this person to be this characteristic or to have these capabilities to be able to fit this kind of position. You know, we, we tend to go about it from a perspective of like, um, you know a job description and then we interview people based on those job descriptions and then they answer based on what they th- what they think that you want to hear based on those questions instead of kind of going through a process of like let's determine their leadership style and how we would interact with these people and how do they how do they respond in s- stress and tension spots and um in pressure and fear what's their you know what's their fear basis and how are they going to react when we get into a scary situation what's their fear tendency those things are crucial and typically they don't count, come up in hiring or interview processes um the the ability to process and help navigate through profiles or personalities is simply amazing it's amazingly interesting and it's so beneficial and impactful. You can tell so much about a person based on just their personality. Um, one such personality that features micromanaging, that features these micromanaging traits. And and I want you to just kind of remember and reflect that micromanaging is not entirely bad, um, but in certain roles. To a person that is um, like with a a high D trait, micromanaging feels like a stronghold to them. It's it's the way that they want to process and um, they want to be in control. They want to be able to make decisions quickly and efficiently in order. They want to be the owner of those decisions. And a lot of times you you find these people wanting to make the decision, but also be the person to execute on the decision as well. And that's a troubling spot. In fact, I spoke with a, a company just recently and and they made that statement, you know, um, this person is a task person, and that's their the, you know that's kind of their mo that's their uh, their operative mentality is I, I'm the person that needs to get out and get all the work done and there's nothing wrong with that until you recognize that you are your company is also limited based on your bandwidth. When you can't do anything anymore, you also can't grow anything anymore. And to be able to decide or decipher what do we want to become necessitates you approaching it from a different angle. It it requires you to look at things from an entirely different perspective than you have before. And ultimately, this is where people kind of part ways and they begin to recognize the fact that what I have right now is really all I ever do want. And so they are content with the fact that I'm going to micromanage this thing to death and I'm going to be the one who wants to sign off on every single piece of everything. And I want to be the person that uh, that is responsible and um, it, it is up to me to be able to make sure it all happens and all it connects and it all goes down the way that I want it to go down. You just want that kind of authority and ownership and all those things. And, and you need to understand that when deciding that, you were also saying that this is as as big as we get, we cannot outgrow the place that we're at right now. And no matter what you do, no matter what kind of marketing you inject, no matter what kind of team members you add, it will still be capped at that level of leadership that you inject because of the fact that, you know, you have to have that kind of uh, investment and involvement in the, you know, the negotiation and navigation of your company. There's nothing else you can do until you recognize that, you know what, to be able to go farther I have to grow. I have to grow my mentality. I have to grow my leadership. It's got to change. And, and, um, ultimately it will not change until you bring in someone like me to help you kind of grow through that level and recognize some, some things to point out some things that you are doing, um, that you didn't even know you were doing or, or, you know, we do things based on the fact that we feel like this is the only way to do it or we have to have it this way. And, uh, that's a tough place to be. Um. Honestly, the, the, the issue becomes when you're in kind of a micromanaging scenario like that, to be a part of that team, it feels like there is no trust. And it, in a lot of ways, you end up getting to a place where you feel like, why am I, what value do I have in this place? Why do you even need me? You know, if every idea is a bad idea, you know, to this, micromanaging leader, or if every idea is, um, it's, you know, if an idea is created, but it's that person's to execute on the person who's micromanaging, um, it feels like the team is pointless and there's gotta be a a position that you can change this. Um, I want to give you some, I want to give you some pointers about this. And, And if, if you can readily identify the fact that you are a micromanaging leader, um, I I want you to be able to grow beyond this. And we're gonna do this just in a quick, simple fashion. You know, there's only so much I can do in a in a short 20 minute podcast. Um, and this is where you really, you know, press in and you and you dis- determine and decide that you're gonna grow beyond this. But if you are prone to micromanage, I wanna just encourage you to learn to stop. I know that's like a kind of a blanket statement, but you have to be able to force yourself into a position of saying no, I I can't do it this way anymore. I've got to be able to trust my people. Micromanaging is an antitrust trait. You don't trust the people that are under you to be able to do it, uh, to the level of quality and excellence that you feel like only you can bring to the table. And that's why the company is limited naturally, you know, as the, as the, you know, if you're the founder of a company, if you're an entrepreneur on some levels and a lot of levels, um, naturally, you're going to feel like you're setting the bar of excellence. But at some point along the way, a couple things are going to set in. Atrophy is going to set in where you realize, you know what? I can't maintain this kind of, of velocity anymore. And so what do you do? You either bring someone else in to help or you begin to minimize your quality and excellence. And so the product that you're putting out is actually cheapened because you don't have the capacity to do that anymore. That's a that's a, a sign of micromanaging. So you can actually start seeing that on a company level. And honestly, that becomes incredibly um, personal to an owner or an entrepreneur or whatever because you, you desperately want to be able to provide what you used to provide, but now you can't. And in a lot of ways, you've become blind to it. You've become willfully blind. You're choosing to not see that anymore because you know there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can change no matter what you do. You cannot improve the quality of anything until you begin to like release or relinquish control. Let someone else be able to do the things that they say to do. Um, So so I want to encourage you with this. Uh, um, Adopt this mentality. And this is a tough one. Like If you can master this one, then you will be well on your way to becoming not a micromanager. Here's the mentality. Are you ready? Buckle up. This is tough. There is someone else that can do this better than me. Oh, man. Just think through that for just a minute. Think through the implications of what you're about and what you do and what you say. I have to be the one to do that. This this podcast is probably part one of two because the next one, when I talk about the eight, nine list, um, this really coincides very well with that concept and that mentality, but adopt the thinking There is someone else that can do this better than me. And it just becomes your objective to figure out who is that person? Who is that? Is that person already on our team? Is that person already on our staff? Or is it a new position that we need to recruit? Or is it not a new position that we need to hire, but is it a new task that we need to delegate to someone? So there is someone that can do this better than me. If you've, here's the other thing. This is, a, this is a gut punch, okay? You know, crouch like this because this is going to sting. <laughs> if you are feeling the best at everything, then you've hired terrible people and your company is losing money. Think through that for just a minute. If you feel like you're the best at everything, then why do you even have people that you pay? Why? why? If you don't trust them to do the job, Why do you even have a team of people? Um, I think the third thing I would really challenge and encourage you with is to work on your clarity. Um, Most businesses that I'm interacting with right now feel like their business model is clear, but you can't articulate your business model in less than, you know, half a page of content. If you were to actually sit down and type out, this is why my business exists, it would take you you know, a half a page or a whole page, four or five minutes worth of description and discussion to be able to get to the bottom line. I'm working on writing my book right now and I am so excited to be able to release this and to navigate through it. And I'm actually starting to pull together ideas for like a launch team and and who needs to be a part of that and how does that need to look and all that. And so I actually hired a writing coach to help me do this together. And because I believe in it so much. I believe in the idea of if you're going to f- go far, you're going to have someone else go with you. And, um, and and just the implication of like, I want this to be professional. And so I don't want it to do, do it alone. So I hired a writing coach to help me with this. And in our first interaction together, he, he was basically saying, who is your book for? And what is your book about? And what is the promise of your book? And so I read him my description, knowing that that was going to be a thing. I had pre-written it. And he he's like, that's great. He's like, but that's way too long. He's like, the promise of your book needs to be a sweeping, eye-catching single statement, single sentence that loops people in and says, this book is the book that's going to change my life in a single sentence. And, and the the same thing should be true for your company. Why should someone hire your business? That is the point of clarity. When you get clear on stuff, it, it it literally gets to a spot of helping people like laser focus, identify, this is why I'm part of this team. This is why I'm hiring this company. This is why I can't envision my life without this on whatever level that this is. Obscurity leads to confusion. And when confusion happens, nothing moves. Nothing moves fast. Why? Because there, there's always going to be this element of like, am I doing it right? Um, do we need what they have? My my uh, The first thing I did in my business when, when I kind of launched out, the very first thing I did was I hired a marketing director, knowing that uh, a couple things. Number one, I, and I, I'm going to use an excuse, and I hate this excuse, and it's one thing that I'm really – trying to aggressively resolve and rectify my life right now. I'm not good at marketing. That was my excuse. I'm not good at marketing. I used to say, I'm terrible at creativity. That's why I'm not very creative. And, And okay, so husbands, you've used this before. I'm just not that romantic. No, you're not romantic because you choose not to be. I was not creative because I chose not to be. I'm not good at marketing because I've chosen not to get good at marketing. And so now I'm choosing that. And so the first thing I did in my business was I hired a marketing director. Why? It's not because I don't want to be good at marketing forever. No, I want to perfect it. But it's one of those things that I said, I don't need to do that. I don't need to do it. My company needs it, but I don't need it. And I know that for my company to go as far as I want it to go, I have to have that position. There was a lot of months. So I'll be honest, like the first eight months of my business, she got paid. I never did. <laughs> right. And and so it, it, it was like, but I, I believed in it that much that I'm like, this, this is what's going to, this is what this is going to be. And, and just recently I had my assistant go through my disc pro the disc profile assessment. She loves those kind of things. And, and I'm kind of trying, you know, practice going through these kind of things and whatever. And so when her, when her assessment came back, one of the, it gives you three different, you know, perspectives. Um, and the third perspective is what does this person how does this person respond or look or appear in a workplace in their workplace environment and her profile indicated to me that she's confused she didn't know what she was doing she didn't have a, an, an innate confidence about the decisions she was making and 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 so here's the here's the reality and to a micromanager this is going to feel painful that's my fault as the owner developer, leader, director of my company. It's my fault that she's not clear on why my business exists. And so I, I kind of called that out to her. I said, it, it shows me that you're a little insecure in what I've asked you to do as a job. And so what I'm recognizing is that I need to work on the clarity of my business so that you are without doubt, this is what you need to do and how you need to do it and what you need to do. So what I did was I began, in fact, we're meeting about this just this next week, the before this podcast even goes live, uh, we will meet and we will talk through the implications of what are the goals that I want you to have and how do I want you to meet those goals? and. what what are your goals based around those things and what are your objectives? What's the objective of my company and what do I want to do? And then what authority am I handing you to say you have the freedom, the privilege, the ability to act on my behalf as my marketing director to be able to make this go forward. I'm very much taking an anti micromanaging approach because I want my company to go farther than I can take it myself. To be able to go far, you've got to be able to invite other people into the process and to trust them, to delegate, to trust them with how much better they can do it than you can. And so one of the things I did with this, and I'll be honest with you, I don't feel like I'm setting the bar of quality or excellence in this. I'm just learning as I go. But to do this, I literally handed all of my authority over to this person. And I said this, I said, you know, you know, the kind of talk that comes out of my mouth. You know the premise and the vision of my company. So I want to give you authority and responsibility to act on my behalf. So if you write it and if you if you write it or use, you know, AI, chat GPT, whatever, to craft a statement and you feel like it reflects my company well, then you post it under my name. And I've given her that authority and that privilege and that responsibility. And you know what? It's working. She doesn't feel bogged down, like she has to run everything by me every 10 minutes. And you know, if I see something and I'm like, you know what, that that wasn't quite in line. This is what proper management is. It's it's like it's having consistent ongoing conversations that just bump people back in line. You're just nudging them. This is this is healthy team development and dynamic. It's just nudging them back in line. Come back this way. Come back this way. This is why um This is why a healthy business is predicated on great communication. If great communication is not part of your culture, it will die. You can equate communication with blood. When your blood stops flowing in your veins, what happens? Death happens. Atrophy happens. Initially, you'll start seeing it in your extremities. They'll turn purple or gray or something along those lines. Why? Because there's no oxygen there. There's no healthy, vibrant life that's being brought to your extremities. And when you don't communicate, the extremities of your company will begin to flounder. They'll begin to wonder, am I doing this right? Should I be doing something else? When Honestly, when, when they feel like that you have to be the one to do all the work to, to micromanage their task and their ability, they will begin to pull back. They will begin to restrain themselves based on um, you wanted to do this, or we have to have your sign off on everything we do. And so we're kind of held hostage to your time frame, your schedule right now. So delegate, enhance clarity and expectations. And then honestly, follow up. I, I love this last statement. This is where we're going to end up today. Managing, not micromanaging, managing. No one's going to question the idea of management. Management has to be in place. It's just the quality of management that you need. To be honest, you know, we're talking about micromanaging today. Um, What about the idea, and I don't know what the term for this is, but what about a management style that really has no guidance? What do you call that? If micro is like pinpoint and we're going to control everything, what's the, what's the, the, was it macro? Is it large level management where there is no direction? There's no guidance. There's no parameters. There's no anything. It's just, here's your job. No, go get it done. I've worked under both of those scenarios before, and they are terrible. They both hinge on communication. But here's, the, here's my statement. Managing should be more about alignment than accomplishment. And I love this idea. Simmer on this for the rest of today, okay? You should be, you should be being wowed by your team. At the same time, your team should be wowed by you. There should be this mutual admiration of, wow. I can't believe that my team came up with that, that they crafted that idea and they executed on that and, and they did it. They get the credit, right? And then at the same time, your team should look back at you and they should be like, I can't believe that you are leading us into this kind of healthy, vibrant success. It's amazing. When management is properly balanced, when there is great communication, great trust and great management, i don't think you can help but thrive i don't think you can help but become successful ask great questions make them come up with great answers and then make them responsible for the execution on those great ideas and great answers wow that's a lot more than i thought it would be take a deep breath listen this has been fun i've enjoyed sitting with you for 25 minutes now so If there is ever anything I can do to be of assistance to you, don't ever hesitate to let me know. And uh, you know what? I missed my commercial content here. Um, I am doing another Chasing Purpose free coaching session. These have been so good up to this point. And I am going to do one at an inopportune time, a different time frame, okay? Saturday morning, February 10th at 8 a.m. Saturday morning, February 10th, 8 a.m., Chasing Purpose. 60-minute free coaching session that is designed to be able to unlock the inner core of who you are and of what you want to accomplish and what you want to do. At the same time, I would love to invite you to head over to my website, um, kevinelworth.live. Yes, it's just like that. There's no .com, kevinelworth.live. And I want to invite you to grab uh, a, a free discovery call. You can. It's right there at the top of my page. It says book a call now. A book a call or something like that. And um, I've had so many of these in the last couple of weeks. They've been so fun. I've met people all over the United States. Um, where was my last one at? California. I had one in California this week. Um, talked to another guy, a couple guys in Connecticut. Uh, had one in Florida. Um, just all over the map of people that are choosing to hop on a call with me and just navigate through some things. Um, it's a quick, free, 20-minute coaching session it's just an inject of whatever you're looking for whatever you need it's totally free um, not trying to sell you anything in fact one guy asked if he could buy something from me the other day and I was like you know what I am not your best option I know someone better than me that can do this for cheaper so I pointed them in a better direction and that's what I'm about I'm about helping you step up the quality of leadership in your life and I want to be of help so stop by my website, book a call while you're there, download my ebook that is designed to really help you. It is called thriving teams, unleash the radical CEOs, five-step integration strategy. And that'll sign you up also for my, my emails that I send out on a regular basis. Listen, you're doing an amazing job and I can't wait to celebrate you and your success and that you have, um, have a great day. We'll talk soon.